It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Brian Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2 in regulation. Vegas improves to 36-19 and 678 points on the year. And to help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, it's another big win in a measuring stick type of game. Uh, the Golden Knights, they, they just find a way against really tough opponents like they did tonight against Carolina. They did, and significant because it it's a bounce back from what happened in Colorado the other day. And they, you know, got through the opening stages without, you know, any mistakes really that you saw from the Knights in the opening minute in Denver the other day. And you know, they're different teams, um, but, you know, Carolina had a five-game winning streak before it lost against the Ducks on Saturday. And, you know, the Knights, though they had points in nine straight, six Oh, and three, and then finally lost in regulation in Denver. You know they only had you know one win in their last four coming to the coming into this game. So that they managed to take three different leads, give away two of them, but not the last one. Um, the mark of how this team's resilience will come into focus more and more, as opposed to a couple of their recent games where they gave up leads, could not hold them, and ultimately lost games. You know, Jack Eichel has taken his game to a different level, and, and I'm not just talking about the offense. Obviously, the two goals, that's huge tonight, but there were a number of defensive plays, his backtracking in the neutral zone, breaking up plays, sticks and lanes. I, I thought this was a fantastic performance in a playoff atmosphere from Jack Eichel. You're right. It's well said, Ryan. You go back a few days, and um, I'm trying to remember exactly which day it was, but there was a conversation that Jack had with Bruce Cassidy at a morning skate, and we asked Bruce about it, um, you know, minutes later on our, our pregame interview, which we record in the morning. And, you know, Bruce didn't want to talk too much about uh, what he and Jack talked about. It was just after the Chicago game. So this was going into the Calgary game that Thursday, the game that the Knights ended up winning 4-3 to three, uh, in overtime. And it was... You know, Bruce didn't say this, but he brought up that he wanted to check in with Jack. And, um, you know, there, he, he also brought up how in that Chicago game, when we watched Patrick Kane play 27 minutes and double shift left and right, especially late, they didn't really double shift Jack. And Bruce mentioned how there were players getting uh, good looks on all of the lines. So we didn't want to favor one line or disrupt anything by double shifting people like Jack. So, again, we're only sort of guessing here, but I wonder how much of that conversation the two of them had was like, hey, you know, I've got to be the guy on the team. Uh, Bruce saying, you know, you're the guy. You know, how are we going to deploy you? But it, it seemed to me, so since the Calgary game, Calgary, Dallas, Colorado, and now today, where Jack has gotten a couple of extra shifts, um, and it, it seems that he has responded where he's you know, taking more ownership, putting it, um, and as he told us on the pregame show today, feeling a little bit more pressure and rising to it, you know, responding to that. If anybody missed our pregame conversation with Jack, you know, he touches on it a little bit. Tried to probe as much as I could with, <laughs> without, you know, probing too deeply here, Ryan. But uh, we'll have that interview on our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash Vegas Golden Knights, so you can hear Jack in his own words. But I think that you're exactly right in your observations. The points are there, and now seven goals and uh, four assists. That's 11 points in nine games. So I, it, it is some of the best hockey 
uh, offensively and defensively. Best all-around Jack Eichel, I think, that we've seen in a Golden Knights uniform. Yeah, and, and to that point, you, you got a, a big game out of Ivan Barbashev. I, listen, two games into his Vegas Golden Knights career, it makes a great play to kind of spring Jack Eichel on that breakaway. But the idea that Ivan Barbashev is on the ice late in the game, uh, empty net situation, protecting a one-goal lead, it gives you a real clear idea of what Bruce Cassidy thinks of this player in big-time situations. Yeah, a big-time player with significant postseason experience and winning postseason experience we might add you know, guys who uh, serve that role shut down players late in games you know when you've been through it you figure you excel at it and that is the case today even if you know he's not exactly accustomed to systems which he say he uh, said earlier was uh, very different than what he had in st louis and how it's been weird adjusting to those things but when it comes down to you know six on five in the final minutes you know, you're just trying to get in the way of shots you're, you're you don't need to know the exact system to know what to do in those positions you you rely on experience and instinct and clearly ivan has delivered that and you would imagine right it's only going to get better for ivan yeah absolutely i i would think that as well tonight was was a step in the right direction for ivan barbashev who is as advertised is going to make some hits he's going to play hard in the offensive zone uh, big key to that first jack eichel goal of the game was ivan barbashev taking the puck to the net and and really forcing the the carolina hurricanes to defend uh, but i do want to touch on aiden hill obviously has the gaff in colorado 14 seconds in uh, outside of that i thought he played a really good game though it's a bounce back in a way, but Aiden Hill, to me, in terms of making saves, has been as good as he's been all year long. Yeah. You know, the, the Knights have only had one really, you know, bad start, and it was Hill in Anaheim mm -hmm. in uh, late December. You know, other than that, you know, you can't really look at too many Knights games and say that, you know, the goaltender was the culprit. You know, last game, yeah, he makes the mistake early, but the Knights never scored a goal, so that's that. When Hill has been playing regularly, and of course in the absence of Logan Thompson, it's been Hill to play, uh, he seems to have played his best hockey. And a lot of goaltenders will tell you they get in a rhythm and they want to keep on going. Now, nobody's going to play 82 games. Not too many guys are going to even play 65. But, you know, Hill is into uncharted territory as it relates to number of games played in an NHL season for him. I mentioned last year he started 22 for the Sharks, um, but, uh, excuse me, uh, he's, yeah, 22 for the Sharks, and this year, today was his 23rd start. So here we go. Let's see how he does down the stretch because barring some kind of craziness between now and the trade deadline, uh, he is going to be the guy, and you're excited to see uh, someone who is of that age, a 26-year-old, turned 27 in May, who could be coming into his own here. You, you don't know because he hasn't had uh, a whole lot of NHL games. Just uh, coming into today, he's now played 98 and 85 starts in 98 games. So you never know what you might have on your hands here with Aiden Hill. But if he keeps this up, boy, would the Knights love it. All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attention to Friday, the New Jersey Devils and the trade deadline? Yeah, I would think that this is a good um, example for the Golden Knights, Ryan, to say there are going to be low-scoring games. We might give up a lead, but that's okay. We can move on and get the lead back. Uh, they also didn't take any penalties today. 
They only had one opportunity. That was a big part of our pregame conversation with Bruce Cassidy, that they have not been getting a lot of power plays, and so it's hard to get any kind of momentum. Today, they, it's almost like you wave the white flag, like we don't even want the power play. Not seriously, I say that in jest. Yes. But, uh, but I think, uh, you know, aside from the, the power play, which did not look good on its lone chance today, Hurricanes had no power plays, but the, the bouncing back uh, for this group, and you can put the Jack Eichel experience, if, if, you know, right in front and center, and then to have Riley Smith get that goal. You know, he's been close. You know, Carlson got an assist down that one, too. Those guys, they, they've got to they've get going. Like, if this team is going to go on a run, you need to have Marcia So Carlson, Smith, among others. But those are the guys that the Knights have relied on for so long. On a somewhat regular basis, you've got to expect those guys to, to produce. As much as they do other things well, those guys need to produce for the Knights to maintain their current standing and to have any kind of hope for a long spring. All right, great stuff as always there, Dan. We will chat with you on Friday. Have a great rest of your night. Thanks, Ryan. You too. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duba, helping us break down a 3-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Carolina Hurricanes. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Tune in Friday for the Vegas Golden Knights trade deadline special streaming live on the team's digital platform from noon to 1 p.m. Pacific time. Darren Millard, Gary Lawless, and Ashley Weiss will break down all the moves leading up to the deadline and how it will impact Vegas's chase for the Stanley Cup. That's noon Friday on the Golden Knights Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch channels. It's AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2, the final score in this one. Vegas 36-19-6, and 78 points on the year tops in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. No, no Nick Waugh in this one, no Mark Stone in this one for the Vegas Golden Knights. Loren Brossois still out with a lower body injury. Logan Thompson out with a lower body injury. So for the Golden Knights, uh, you know, you look at this one and, and with the players unavailable, you like what you see against one of the best in the East in the Carolina Hurricanes. I thought the Golden Knights were stride for stride right in there with this Carolina Hurricanes team that can really push the pace, can really make life difficult on you and you know you, you bring Ivan Barbashev in I thought he was impactful tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights and then as we mentioned earlier to really to start the show in, in the pregame show this is a team that just brought in another player another trade today Teddy Bluger will join this hockey club and that's defensive responsibility and depth down the lineup for the Golden Knights when you factor in some of the injuries obviously that the the Golden Knights are dealing with as I mentioned, no Nick Waugh, no Mark Stone. You supplement in different ways, and that's really the key, right? The, the Golden Knights coming out of the bye week in the All-Star break. I think the players wanted to prove something. 7-1-2 and two out of the bye week in the All-Star break. That's a Golden Knights team trying to prove to management to supplement this roster. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. No scoring in the first period, so we pick things up in the second period. The Golden Knights top line getting things going with an excellent shift in the offensive zone. 
That extended pressure led to a reload, and Jack Eichel opened the scoring with his 21st goal of the year. Theodore looks ahead, finds his man off the bench, Carrier to the right for Eichel, he shoots, he scores! Jack Eichel, 21st goal of the year. The Knights take a 1-0 lead, five minutes into the second period. Six goals in nine games for Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel from Will Carrier and Shea Theodore made it 1-0, but we'll go to Bruce Cassidy. Come over here to Ben and Danny. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. <coughs> um, Bruce, Jack's first goal of the night came on a, the heels of a really good defensive shift by his line. Can you just kind of speak about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think Jack's been a real good defensive player for us uh, all year. Barbashev's going to add an element of that. He's been in that role in St. Louis for a number of years. Uh, we're trying to build that into Marshy's game, get him to really value that part of it so they can play against anybody. Um, we had a good meeting this morning with three, uh, most of the lines and talked a bit about that. Like It's that time of year. It's 200-foot games. It's details that are going to make the difference against good hockey clubs. So <clears throat> tonight, very good hockey club. And um, they bought in, and as did most of the group. They generate a lot of, a lot of shots. Um, I thought we did a good job for the most part limiting those. Um, they did get the tip goal, which is signature Caroline at the end, but you're not going to block every shot or keep, keep them away from the front of the net all night, but I thought in general did a good job. And typically I think with Jack's line, because he has such good speed coming from underneath, a lot of his offense has come from either clean breakouts, like the last goal, or... Um, which wasn't Jack, I know, but that type of Minnesota, if you go back and some of the <clears throat> or it comes from good D-zone coverage. You know, it's not usually just some broken play. So um, if they value that a lot, I think they'll be a real dangerous line. Ben. Ben Goetz, Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, Bruce, the puck hasn't been going in a lot for Riley lately. How nice is it to see that one go in for him? Yeah, I mean, he's worked hard. He's had a lot of good looks. Um, you know, for him, sometimes what's happening now when he's not scoring, if you remember that play in the second period, he got a stretch pass in the middle. He's kind of looking to make a play, right? And it's, you know, Riley, just you're a goal scorer, and you can make plays, so don't, don't, you know. The meeting with those three actually is they all look to pass first, so no one will ever call any one of those three players in that line, Carly or Ammo, ever selfish. They, they're, they're good playmakers, so... You know, don't be afraid to play off the shot or take the shot when you feel it's right. And that, in that instance, he has no choice, right? So maybe that's what it took. But at the end of the day, uh, I know he feels good about it. And so should Ammo. I thought he had a really good game on the walls. He's really complimented that line. Great breakout. Everyone touched it, supported well. We were one step ahead of them, and that's what you have to do. So I'm happy for him. Danny. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce, the, the defense has been a very noticeable improvement since the All-Star break tonight. Is <clears throat> is this the kind of performance that the group can hang their hat on as one of the Yeah, players? I think there's been some good ones. Tampa came in here, even though we gave up four. I thought, we, you know, we played well for the most part defensively. Colorado the other night, I said it wasn't our best game, but, we, you know, we were trying to play the right way. We just didn't have the jump to, you know, generate enough or the strength on the puck. Uh, I, I think in general we've really bought into that and we value that. I think it'll be, you know, it can really be the identity of our team and our division, right, that we might be able to separate us from some of the other teams. And we still have some goal scoring in the room. We use different goaltenders, so they have to feel good about their game. doesn't matter who's in there if we play the right way. You know, goaltender then has to give us a chance to win. So um, I, I really hope they grab onto that because I think 
you know, that type of hockey wins in the playoffs if you're taking care of the puck and checking well. Got a score, I know that, but um, that's what we did tonight. We'll go Jesse, then Al, and then Ken. Jesse Grancher at The Athletic. Um, you have a six on five at the end of the game and you put Barbashev out there. Um, do you think that can kind of help his confidence, make him feel comfortable on the team? Well, he's here because he's a 200-foot player and he's willing to block shots. He's good on the walls. He's killed penalties in St. Louis, and that's part of it. In that particular instance, you know, I could put Stevie out with Carly so you have two left sticks in case one gets thrown out. You know, now if there's another draw and they're fatigued, you know, you're, you've kind of, you know, now it's Howie who maybe hasn't played in those. So Barbashev going in as the second guy can do that. He can play his off wing as we talked about, so Smitty stays on his strong side. Just a lot of positives in that regard. And there's a little bit of um, team building involved for him, right? Like make him part of it because he's, he's good at it and uh, make him feel good about his game. He should anyway. Uh, made a great play on Jack's second goal, little things like that. But, yeah, you'll probably see him out there in a lot of those situations, whether it's, First over, the second over, right? You know, it was going to be Stevie. I think it was Stevie and um, Jack coming next with Will Carrier, whoever it might be. But, you know, usually you do narrow it down in, in those circumstances. And without Nick Wild plays in a lot of those situations for us, and Mark Stone, you know, we need someone to step up. And, and I hope it's Barbie. <clears throat> Alan. Uh, Alan Snell with LDSportsBiz.com. Bruce, um, you're hitting a stretch final 20 games where it seems like every game's a 3 2 grinded out kind of battle. I'm wondering. What's your main point? What's your main message to the team uh, in order to get through these tough games? Well, a bit to what we talked about, playoff hockey mentality, manage the puck and check well, work above, right? It's that time of year where your habits really have to be, you know, on. It's tough to build them now. It's, it's, it's getting, it's probably too late for the teams that haven't done it. And I think we've tried to build that in all year. So, hey, now let's play what we've, all the, all the let's reap what we've sowed, so to speak, like we put in the work, you know, let's, um, Let's get the payoff for it now. And that's kind of was the message coming out of the break. And I, I think we have been a good defensive team. Our, our troubles have started with puck management, got us in trouble. But I think we've always been, once when we we're managing the puck, we, we, we were willing to play stretcher, structured and detailed hockey. We make mistakes. but So that's the messaging. And I just feel like this will better prepare you for April and May if you're, you're hitting it. Now, will there be the odd night? Maybe you're playing a team that's a little bit looser than others. Um, yes, and, and that's when you're probably going to, you know, maybe stretch some of those habits a little bit, and you hope your skill takes over and can, can win a game for you. But in general, most of the teams we're playing, we'll see another one Friday. Um, you know, you have to be on, and you have to be good defensively, and uh, or, or, or they'll hurt you. And they, you saw it, I don't know if you saw the score, seven in Colorado. That's not easy to do. Um, so we better be right back at it on, on Friday. Okay. <clears throat> what did you like most about the defensive effort today? Uh, I would say I can't remember, uh, and I might put Ben on the spot here, if there's any odd man rushes tonight against us, which I usually like, right? Well, you got it yourself, right? So there you go. Right away, I like that. that would, no one got behind us, and we weren't sloppy with our pinches or, or our reads there. And I think that, that eliminates a, a, an aspect of them creating offense. No penalties, so we don't put them on the power play. So these things help you, you know, you know, certainly be a good defensive team. So those are probably two of the things I liked away from the puck. And I liked our effort to reload and get back above, which usually leads to no odd man rushes. Sorry, Ben. Ben, did you have one more? <clears throat> All right, let's go to Ben to finish it up. Ben Goats, Las Vegas for you, Journal. Uh, unrelated to the game, Bruce, but you guys did make a trade this afternoon for Teddy Bluger. I guess what do you like about adding another kind of defensive-minded forward? Yeah, I saw him in Pittsburgh. Um, and he, he, that's what he is. He, he's a checking centerman that 
Um, I think it was Mankato. I might be wrong, but in college, scored some points. Um, goes down to Wilkes-Barre, where I also saw him. He put up some points. He goes to Pittsburgh. You got 87 and 71 ahead of you as centerman, and Jeff Carter comes in. So you, you got to figure out where you're going to play now, right? So here's a kid that alters his game, um, you know, to go do what he has to do to play in the National Hockey League. So right away, I'm impressed by that. He's played in a winning culture and environment right away, played playoff hockey. So he's going to help us in that role that Nick has played in and how he's in there now. So he can go in the middle. He's good in the face-off circle. His metrics defensively are excellent. And I still think there's more offense there. He hasn't got, gotten it out of him this year. But if you look at his numbers, it, there's still some there. So I think he'll be a real good fit for, the, for that, that, that fourth line, how we move the pieces around remain to be seen. But I like the ad. I think he makes us even a better defensive team. Um, and, and another left stick to take draws and, and a real good penalty killer. Uh, when you lose Nick and, and Mark Stone, you know we've tried to re replace him with different people, and I think he'll really he'll do uh, a real good job for us there as well. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, Thank everybody. That was Bruce Cassidy after tonight's 3-2 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. We're back with highlights next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2, the final score. Taking a look at the highlights in this game, we go back to the second period, and five minutes in, Jack Eichel gives Vegas a 1-0 lead. Theodore looks ahead, finds his man off the bench, Carrier to the right for Eichel, he shoots, he scores! <laughs> The Knights take a 1-0 lead, five minutes into the second period. Six goals in nine games for Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel's 21st of the year from Will Carrier and Shea Theodore. 5-11 into the second period, made it 1-0 Vegas. Later on in the period, Riley Smith would try to set up William Carlson. The pass was picked off, and Martin Natchez made a great move to cut into the inside and ripped the game-tying goal past Aiden Hill. At the other end. To the middle of the shot, score! Marty Natchez cuts from the left circle towards the slot. The righty ties it 1-1 with seven minutes to go in the second period. Martin Natchez, his 24th of the year from Tuvo Teravainen at 13.02 of the second period, tied the game at one. The Golden Knights would answer back five minutes later as Ivan Barbashev sprang Jack Eichel, who scored his second goal of the game on a breakaway. Whirl around, Slavin couldn't get a shot away, Vegas gets it, Kessel out, Barbashev for Eichel, in by himself, the righty down the middle, he scores! Two today, Jack Eichel, the Knights take the lead back, two to one Knights, with a minute to go in the second period, a breakaway goal for Jack Eichel. Second goal of the period for Jack Eichel, 22nd of the year from Ivan Barbashev and Phil Kessel. 18:51 of the second period made it 2-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take that 2-1 lead into the third period and needed Aiden Hill with our AAA insurance save of the game. Slides it behind Martin of center. Hill reached out with the stick. Now a shot from the left circle. Hill the save down in the pads. And he has the whistle. Jordan Stone right on the doorstep. Could not find a rebound. There was none. 
AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So the Golden Knights clinging to that 2-1 lead, and it's Carolina controlling play early in the third period. They started to grind away with sustained pressure and eventually tied the game when Jordan Stahl tipped in Brent Burns' point shot. Hurricanes get it back, though. Right point Burns, the righty shoots. Right through the crease and wide of the left post. Looking for a tip in front from Martin. Now it is a tip in. Stahl right between the circles on the point shot. Hurricanes have tied it 2-2. 16th goal of the year for Jordan Stahl. The assist to Brent Burns and Jacob Slavin. 12-44, the third period made it 2-2. And four minutes later, the Golden Knights would again regain the lead. William Carlson spring a 2-on-1 for Michael Amadio and Riley Smith. Amadio made a great delay play and fed Smith who put Vegas up three to two. Taken by the Knights, Petrangelo for Carlson, finds Amadio, two on one, Amadio stops, centers, score! Riley Smith for the Knights, three to two Vegas, 3.40 to go. 20th goal of the season for Smith. Riley Smith from Michael Amadio and William Carlson, 16-18 of the third period, made it three to two Vegas and all that was left in this one was the final call. Seven seconds to go. Eichel wins the draw. Far corner. Petrangelo lifts it to center. Trickling back to the Carolina line. The horn will sound. The Knights win it. Eichel with two. Smith the game winner. Vegas three. Carolina two. 3-2 the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the Carolina Hurricanes. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Triple-A insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2 the final score. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar for the Golden Knights. Uh, I thought that uh, Carolina kind of took the, the pace of play early on. They were the better team, better skating team. But then 8 to 10 minutes into the first period, I thought the Golden Knights really did match the pace and energy of Carolina. And when they did that, it was a fairly even game. The Golden Knights got on the right side of things as Jack Eichel went absolute beast mode. He was phenomenal in this game offensively and defensively. And the Golden Knights never trailed. That was important. That was key for me because if Carolina has a lead, they can really shut things down by playing a possession style of hockey. They were never able to do that. There were odd man rushes for the Golden Knights, but no odd man rushes against. And it was a solid team defensive effort to secure this victory and get Vegas back into the win column. Since the bye week and the All-Star break, the Golden Knights are 7-1-2, and and they are making their push toward the playoffs once again. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Extended Postgame Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-2 the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights dispatched the Carolina Hurricanes in regulation Vegas improves to 36-19-6. That's 78 points on the year, tops in the Pacific Division. And 
the Western Conference. And for Vegas, navigating the 10-game stretch out of the bye week and the All-Star break into the trade deadline was going to be a big, big key in this season. Flat-out period. And I think where the Golden Knights were going into the bye week and the All-Star break, I don't know that there were too many people that were optimistic. But the players, they've got their say. When you go 7-1-2 and in a 10-game stretch, when you're trying to prove that you have what it takes in the room to win hockey games at this time of year, playoff intensity against great opponents, and make no mistake, the Golden Knights have beaten some really, really good teams, really good teams in this 10-game stretch. You have proven to management that if there is a time to supplement a roster, especially in a wide-open Western Conference, that's what you do. And so far, management... They've gotten the memo. Ivan Barbashev in. Teddy Bluger traded for earlier today. I don't know that the Golden Knights are done ahead of Friday's trade deadline, but we'll kind of pump the brakes on that and talk about a team right now that is making a serious push in the Western Conference and trying to make people believe that they are right there and one of the better teams, one of the best teams in the Western Conference. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. It's your post-game show. First place team in the West, first place team in the Pacific. Wall-to-wall calls, that's the expectation. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, you said it very well last night when you uh, indicated that in any seven-game series, we can beat any team in the Western Conference. And we're starting to believe that we can beat any team, anywhere, anytime, over a week and a half. And I, that's what I like about this squad. And I don't know if you go out and get Jonathan Quick. I don't know if you go out and get any goalie. Because what are you going to say to Aiden Hill? I mean, how much better does he get? How much better would you expect Laurent Brossois to be? And, and you know, Thompson and, and all those guys. Well, Somebody I, would have to go. I think, I think Mike, if you let – me, let me think of the right way to word this. My guess is if you go out and you bring in a goaltender, it's because you don't like the timelines in terms of return from injury on Logan Thompson and Laurent Brossois. Right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're expecting them back sooner than later, then I think you stay pat. I, I think you hold, especially with what we saw out of Loren Brossois. But if Brossois is going to be a minute and Logan Thompson is, is still not skating and, and there's no real update in terms of what that timeline looks like, should you suffer another injury, right? Should something happen that depletes you even more, then what do you have behind Aiden Hill? Right? If Brossois is not available, if Thompson's not available, and you were to suffer another setback, then you're left with Michael Hutchinson, Yuri Patera. And I, I, you know, that's really one of the things, right? If you're going to supplement goaltending, it's because you don't want to be in a position where if there's another setback and you're far away from getting players back into the fold, you're going to have to rely on, on, less experienced goaltending in the most crucial part of the year. Well, it, there it is. I mean, obviously, and you guys talked about it earlier, that you cannot go into a stretch of, well, this road trip coming up with mm-hmm. Hutchinson as your starting goalie over and over again. I don't think. I mean, it's just it would be suicidal to think that you would win three or four of those games. Uh, I, you're right. If you learn that the guys who are currently disabled are going to be gone a long time, then you've got to make a decision like that. 
Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, the health of the whole team is what's at stake here. And if we keep that defense intact, I don't care who's playing goalie, it's going to be hard to beat us. Yeah, you're you're right there, Mike, and, and, and thanks for the call. I the defensive side of the puck has been fantastic. Obviously, it's it's one through six on your back end. They've been great. But Jack Eichel committing to the defensive side of the game, especially tonight, especially tonight, was something to behold. Because a lot of what he did defensively fed his game offensively. And when Jack is, is skating and flying and playing that way, he becomes the best player on the ice. And, and, and right now, that's what you need Jack Eichel to be especially as you start to inch closer and closer to the playoffs. We do not know what Jack Eichel in the playoffs looks like in the NHL. It's never happened before. We haven't seen it. But in a game like tonight where it was playoff atmosphere, when there were certainly things at stake for the Golden Knights, Jack put the team on his back. And he did it not just in terms of offense, but also defense. And then naturally the, the trade for Teddy Bluger, that's a defensive specialist if there ever was one in the NHL, it should make you a better defensive team overall. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So that was one of the most... <laughs> yes, that was one of the most intense, just hot, intense games I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, back and forth, it was a nail biter to the end. Um, but one of the things that I sorry, one of the things that I really noticed was the Knights did such a fantastic job of breaking up the cross ice passes that the Hurricanes were trying to do in everywhere. Like there were so many times they were trying to get it from one side to the other. And they broke it up, right? The Knights either blocked it or hit it with a stick, you know, whatever they did, or, or just made it so that it was off target, right? They were just not allowing them to get that puck going left and right. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, in the defensive zone, the Golden Knights sticks were fantastic. Obviously, they were getting in front of a lot of shots before they got to Aiden Hill. But, you know, Alex Petrangelo... Um, Nick Haig, everybody on the defensive core, there were great sticks tonight in, in the defensive zone for the Vegas Golden Knights, really disrupting the types of plays that the Carolina Hurricanes utilized to score. Yeah, like it just, it felt like the Hurricanes did spend a lot of time near in Hill and in, in our defensive zone, mm-hmm. but the Knights did a really good job of not allowing them to get the high quality chances that they needed to be able to score. Like it was just, Man, it was a fun game. And, of course, now we get to look forward to um, important announcements, like what will Teddy Bluger's new emoji be? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I don't really know. Obviously, I'm not uh, the great predictor of emojis, but uh, I'm sure in short order, I would imagine at some point tomorrow, we'll have an emoji for Teddy Bluger. You know what? It's, it's fun. I know some people don't like the emojis, <laughs> but I love it. I think it's a fun thing that the team does, and... I look forward to any time we get into emoji. All right, great stuff, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Gavin. Hey, Gavin, how you doing? Pretty good, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, so I'm going to try not to talk too much about the deadline because I'm 
I'm sure all Knights fans out there, including myself, are pretty nervous about what's going to come in the next 48 hours until Friday at noon, uh, you know, with rumors about Jonathan Quick and everything. But I just want to say that um, today they played really, really good defensively. You want to look back at what Bruce Cassidy said during the press conference about how no one was behind them. And that's really, really impressive, uh, especially against a team like Carolina, who thrive off of – odd man rushes and getting pucks up the ice and, uh, you know, having offensive opportunities. So I think that's a good sign of things to come. They've been, you know, this is a team that's been, like, awesome since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And they've done it without some of their big big names, you know, Mark Stone, Logan Thompson. And now they're adding pieces. You know, they got Barbashev, they got Bluger. I'd expect there's another name that they add before Friday at noon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I can't complain too much if you're a Knights fan right now. It's just... Uh, the nerves about what's going to come on Friday, you know, everybody's kind of thinking about it right now, I'm sure. What, uh, what, what's making you nervous about Friday? Uh, you know, getting Jonathan Quick, it, the name is out there, all right? Like mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. top execs, all the top media people have said that the Golden Knights are trying to get Jonathan Quick. That is confirmed that they are trying to get Quick. It's just, you, you know, he... And, you know, adding that name to our team is, is is big, I guess, for our reputation. You know, getting a guy who used to be a rival, who a lot of people say was disrespected by the Kings organization, and coming here, you know, it's 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 almost less nervousness, more just excited. You know, I'm excited to see what they do. Do they do they go out and get somebody like Nick Bukestad or Max Domi or or anybody else that they can find really for more depth, or are they stopping with Bluger and, and Barbashev? and looking more towards a goalie like Talbot or Quick. It's, mm-hmm. it's nerve-wracking, you know, because despite the Golden Knights being in a good spot right now, and they are in a very good spot, this team is a team that historically has always spent to the cap when it matters. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a team that could go far in the playoffs. I don't know if they can win the Stanley Cup right now, but they are in a position where they can buy. They still have, you know, after adding Bluger, they still have somewhere in the ballpark of $5 million. So sure, yeah. they're going to spend to the cap. And what are they going to do with that money? <laughs> yeah, it, it's an interesting one, Gavin, and, and thanks for the call. I, I on the Jonathan Quick idea. I, I'm, I'm really not. And you know, full disclosure, right, I have followed Jonathan Quick's career very closely. And if there's a player in the world that is going to be able to take what's happened over the last 24 hours and turn it into gold, it's Jonathan Quick. But the question becomes, is, is that motivation going to be something that brings the level of play up to a level where you're a team in the Vegas Golden Knights looking to do some damage, looking to go on a run, looking to win a Stanley Cup? Is it going to kind of equal out? That's going to be the big question. More often than not, you bet on the competitor. Like More often than not, you bet on the guy that was responsible, essentially, for taking control of a position with the Los Angeles Kings that had largely gone um, by the wayside, been underwhelming. And he solidified that for 16 years. Won two Stanley Cups out of it. Do you bet on that? I don't know. We'll see come Friday. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, it's the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 3-2 the final score. The Golden Knights defeat the Carolina Hurricanes. Vegas 36-19 and 678 points on the year tops in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. Next in action on Friday 
at 7 o'clock against the New Jersey Devils. That will be the first game for the Golden Knights after the NHL trade deadline. And will the Golden Knights look a little bit different? We'll see. Time will tell. Something says that there's one more move at least in the fold, but I don't know anything. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't know any, anything. We'll see and find out together, I promise. And we'll get through it, and it'll be fine. 702-876-1340 is the number, 702-876-1340. If you've never called in before, I want you to pick up the phone, I want you to dial the number, and I want you to give me what you think will happen on Friday with the Vegas Golden Knights and the trade deadline. Okay, great. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Matt. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing great. Uh, this is actually kind of surreal that I'm talking with you right now. Oh, oh well, I'm glad you called in. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I kind of just wanted, like, I know that everything's kind of revolving around the trade deadline, so that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about a lot. But I'm not entirely sure how a lot of people think think about it, but I'm actually kind of a big fan of the of the Bluger deal solely just because it's like I kind of like um, players that are kind of considered underrated. So it's just like I just really enjoy the move. I really do too. I, I think now it's it's interesting, right, because like, when you saw the reaction from Penguins fans at the news of Teddy Bluger being traded, uh, especially with kind of the subsequent subsequent move with Mikhail Granlin, like it was not a widely popular decision among fans. What does that tell you? It tells you that a lot of people like the way Teddy Bluger plays. He doesn't cheat the game. Uh, he's great defensively, a fantastic penalty killer, starts almost 85% of his shifts in the defensive zone. And what that tells you is he's going to be able to win draws. He's going to be hard to play against along the boards. He's going to check well. He's going to use his skating to, to get get you out of jams. And then he's going to leave things off better for the players up your lineup. So you should have more offensive zone starts when Bluger's off the ice because he wins those pucks in the defensive zone, turns them into offensive zone draws, and that really helps your team. Yeah, that um, yeah, that's definitely like, like I mean, with the Teddy Bluger sign, uh, not signing, sorry, uh, with the trade, it's just mm-hmm. like I actually texted, like I, like I immediately was talking with uh, some friends, and I was just like, this is honestly someone who the Knights have needed honestly since like year one. They've needed like a serious lockdown mm-hmm. uh, forward who can completely just kill penalties and also just win you draws when you need it. And I loved Paul Stastny when we had Paul Stastny, yeah. but I feel like that that's what they're trying to do here. Like they're trying to find like the, the next Paul Stastny because that was someone who like we really missed throughout years, I want to say, three and four. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you this, Matt, like one of the encouraging things, and, and Bruce Cassidy, when he speaks – we all need to listen and and listen really hard. When Bruce Cassidy starts to talk about maybe a little bit more offensive upside than what you've seen out of Teddy Bluger through his career, and when you start to factor in, okay, well, Sidney Crosby's 1C, Evgeny Malkin's 2C, Jeff Carter traded for, now he's third-line center, uh, you've you've got a player that had to adjust his game and, and play into the things that keep you in the National Hockey League. Bruce Cassidy's excited that there might be a little bit more offensive upside. That's a good thing in my book, too. Yeah, and just, uh, I know that um, a lot of people are, like, there's been a lot of rumors about Jonathan Quick, and um, the Knights are really trying to make a play for him, but it's just like, this is, this might honestly be a little bit kind of just out of left field, and just like something that I, something that most people could like cook up on, like cap friendly or something, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, what are your thoughts about possibly the Knights 
uh, going after someone who has not been like in the news at all recently. Like, I mean, I know that he was in the news last year because of his ties with the new uh, Pittsburgh management, but it's just like, especially also since we're a division rival, but some like a, if we were to go after a goaltender, it's like I personally feel like we should try to go after John Gibson instead. Mm. Yeah, you know what, Matt? That's an interesting thought, and thanks for the call. I, I In terms of John Gibson, that's, that's a younger goaltender, obviously, than Jonathan Quick, and that is more a move that you make if you're you're looking to essentially hand over the starting job to somebody else and it's a move that you make for the future because you've still got John Gibson under under contract beyond this year. If you're looking rental and insurance and you you kind of have an idea that Loren Brossois will be available eventually or Logan Thompson will be back before the end of the regular season, uh, then I think you're looking at a UFA that, that isn't necessarily expected to come into a starting role. So the role might not work for John Gibson or the Vegas Golden Knights, but anything can happen legitimately between now and Friday. We'll see where the chips fall after that. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Doing good. I, I, I like to see Vegas pass uh, another litmus test here mm-hmm. and get a win against a, a, a solid team um, that you know doesn't lose back-to-back games very often. Um, I like the way they played. I like what Stephanie said. I saw the same thing. They, they broke up a lot of you know cross-ice passes, prevented a lot of high-danger chances, played really well. Um, I'm excited to see how we respond in, a, in the rematch against New Jersey on our home ice. Um, do you know, is Timo Meyer going to be available for that game? Not sure yet. He did not play tonight. Interesting, because uh, he, he's, got, he's got the blueprint on, uh, on us for sure, and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be mad if he, uh, if he sat one out. But um, especially how the last game went that, you know, in New Jersey, you know, giving up a lead late. I'd like to see how we respond especially the Devils, they scored seven on Colorado after we got shut out by them. So I'd like to see how the, that matchup plays, plays itself out. And um, that, that, that's a really good test to see where, 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 where we are in the pecking order. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Sal. And, you know, when you look at the Golden Knights so far this season, they do have with victories over Tampa, Toronto, uh, Carolina today, and Boston. So uh, you look at really the, the, the solid teams, the, the, the upper echelon teams in the Eastern Conference, the Golden Knights, they fared well against them this season. They they've done they've done okay. That you know they they had that rough stretch in the in, in the metro. Well, uh, yeah, Islanders but I'm talking I'm talking them. about specifically against the likes of Tampa, Toronto, Carolina, Boston. Like those are arguably the four best yeah, teams in the, the National yeah, Hockey Atlantic, League. Yeah, the Golden Atlantic Knights have have yeah. wins over all four of them, and Florida too, and yep. and Toronto, especially at home early in the season. We've we've done very well against the Atlantic, so so against the metro. But I mean, it's kind of kind of irrelevant what you know once the postseason starts. But it's good to see where where the team how the team you know competes against teams that they don't that they're not going to see very frequently um last thing i'll say uh, i'm i me personally i know it's in the news but i'm tired of the goalie talk this team plays well no matter who's in net i don't want to see any type of future mortgaging to get any type of band-aid and i don't think johnson quick could even crack the edmonton uh goalie depth chart i i don't see him in a, as an answer as any type of solution. I'd rather go emergency with Henderson goalies and with the way that we play, the way that Cassidy coaches, I'm more than confident that they can give us a chance to win. Yeah, Sal, thanks for the call. Um, I, Again, I, I don't know 
that a goalie is necessarily in the cards. I think a lot of it has to do with the timelines you have on Loren Brossois and Logan Thompson. Like, th- that's it, right? And I, I think that, you know, it's it's easy in the moment to say that yeah, let it ride, but if you have another injury or there's something else that, that kind of comes through and you're without a legitimate NHL night-in, night-out regular goaltender, especially when you look at what the Golden Knights – schedule is over the next month and a half i think you might be second guessing that if you don't make a move but again that comes without the knowledge of of the true timelines on on those two players in loren brossois and logan thompson we're back to wrap it up next on the extended post game show fox sports las vegas back to your calls on the extended vegas golden knights post game show here's ryan wallace the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2. to Vegas 36-19 and 678 points on the year. Next in action on Friday at 7 o'clock against the New Jersey Devils. An impressive, impressive win for the Vegas Golden Knights, who are 7-1-2 and in the 10 games between the bye week and the All-Star break and the trade deadline. So I look at this and I say that this is a team that's trying to prove to everybody that they are for real, that they are one of the best in the Western Conference. Whether or not you or how you view and judge the West versus the East, I don't really care. The Golden Knights have wins over Tampa, Toronto, Carolina, Boston. Those are four of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, four of the best teams in the NHL, and the Golden Knights have proven time and again that they can hang with those teams. So when you've got a team that's on a, on a bit of a heater like the Golden Knights are, again, 7-1-2 and two in their last 10 games, and they have proven time and again that they can hang with the best of the best in the East and the best of the best in the NHL. I think you supplement that team in the trade deadline, and I think you let them see just how far they can push it in this final stretch and in the playoffs. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls, your thoughts, and your input. Until Friday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.